This episode of the Cigar Social Podcast is brought to you by Black Star Line Cigars. From the highly rated Warwich to the outstanding Lalibela and Classic El Milagro. These cigars are absolutely incredible and use the absolute best tobacco from Aganorsa Leaf, which is farmed and expertly handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua. Visit them at blackstarline.shop and use promo code CIGARSOCIAL15 for 15% off your entire order and receive free shipping on all orders over 100 bucks. Black Star Line Cigars. Cigars are a daily operation. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Cigar Social Podcast. This is episode 30. I am your host. My name is Matt. Thank you for joining. I want to take a moment real quick to be very clear. With this podcast reaching a global audience, there are listeners all over the planet. Thank you from the deepest part of my heart for listening. But please understand, in the most respectful way, I don't care what you identify as, who you pray to, or what you look like. The culture of cigars and whiskey, in my experience, is a safe haven. It's a space for folks to come together, share experiences, enjoy time together on this rock as a human. So thank you for whoever you are, whatever you are, and wherever you are. I truly appreciate the fact that you're listening and you're joining us tonight. Now, enough of that. In the shed tonight, I have a good friend of mine. He's a brother of the leaf. He's a fellow member of the Chi-Town crew which is the greatest cigar club on the planet. Mike, how's it going, buddy? Good, Matt. How you doing? I'm doing good. Can't complain. Uh, just had a... I grilled out a good steak. Uh, I'm sitting in a shed. I have a couple of bottles in front of me, and I have a, a very, very nice cigar I'm waiting to light. I've been waiting for this all day. <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment, but let's talk about the bottles in front of us. I figured, let's get funky. I got two bottles of Centauri whiskey. This is a Japanese whiskey. We'll start with the first one. It's Toki. Toki is a blended Japanese whiskey inspired by the word Toki, meaning time in Japanese. This is a round and sweet Japanese blend with refreshing citrus characters, spicy finish, and an odd uniqueness to the experience. Obviously, I read this all from the website. Off the nose, you're going to get basil green apple and honey. On the palate, you're going to get grapefruit, green grapes, peppermint, and thyme, which I can't wait to kind of see if I get the peppermint. That's that's kind of like a funky palate for a whiskey. Yeah, totally. And on a finish, you're going to get a subtle, sweet, and spicy finish with a vanilla oak, white pepper, and ginger. At 86 proof, this MSRP is around 35 bucks. Which is, which is nice. I I think that's a good introduction to Japanese whiskey. The color on it, uh, is is light. It's mm-hmm. a very light, almost, almost honey. Yeah. I, I would say. Uh, the second bottle, this is the more famous Suntory whiskey. This is the Hibiki, Japanese Harmony. This is the one that you said you wanted to try first. Mm-hmm. And I had this on the Deadwood Tobacco episode. The Hibiki whiskey celebrates the unrivaled art of blending, fine craftsmanship, and a sense of luxury from the house of Santori. On the nose, you're going to get rose, a hint of rosemary, mature woodness, and sandalwood. And since it's in the glass, Mm -hmm. let's play along here. Uh... 
I get the woodiness. Yeah. I get the woodiness. Maybe the sandalwood. Rosemary, not so much no. to me. Uh, but I also don't have like that, you know, PhD in whiskiness. Uh, on the palate, said to have honey-like sweetness, candied orange peel, and white chocolate. So let's get let's go for that one. Okay, honey, orange. Don't get the white chocolate. No. Definitely get the orange. Yeah. Yeah. And on a finish, it's supposed to be subtle, tender, long finish. I got to say it like that. <laughs> tender, long finish. Tender long. With a hint of Japanese oak, which I don't know what Japanese oak hints of. <laughs> no. So I'm going to go ahead and agree because why not? Yeah. I don't know any better. As opposed to American oak? Apparently, yeah. American <laughs> oak, apparently Japanese oak. Hey. All right. This weighs also in at 86 proof. They're both 86 proof, believe it or not, which is kind of ironic and weird. You, you would think they would be slightly different. But the MSRP on the Habiki is 100 bucks a bottle. Yeah. And in my personal opinion, as you see, the bottles are about half empty on both. Mm-hmm. I do like the Habiki more. But tonight we're going to have this fun thing I want to do where I have five different types of cocktail smoking wood i have pear i have cherry apple and a couple others and i'm thinking with that toki it's got more of like a scotch flavor in my opinion mm -hmm. and i think if we have a little fun with maybe smoking our glasses with a an apple wood or a pear wood yeah. and see if that maybe opens it up a little bit for me um i don't know i i kind of can't wait uh but let's get to the smoke yeah are you excited? Oof, I am. You're this looking is, at it. Yeah, here. this is. Uh, and this is uh, crazy. okay, let's get crazy. I figured out of everybody that I know, you would be the the most appreciative, uh, and you would enjoy the smoke, folks. We have a Cohiba, Behiki, Behike, BHK, fifty four. Okay. Uh, Behike, meaning priest, shaman, or medicine man. It's pronounced Behike. It's ranked number, it was the fifth cigar of the year in 2013 by Cigar Aficionado, rating at a 94. This is a three and a five and three quarter by 54 ring gauge, filler, binder, wrapper, all Cuba. Yes, folks, Cuba. The Cohiba Bahike uh, are made with a bit of a medio tiempo tobacco, which are small leaves that grow on the top, very top of some of, but not all, Cuban seed tobacco plants. Uh, uh, most places or most factories will take them and blend them in with their lejero leaves. Mm -hmm. And um, but what Cohiba does is they extract those, they they harvest those separately. So they're fermented on their own, and they're used as a special ingredient in, in this blend. Uh, the result, you're going to get bold, leathery smoke, solid earthy core, pleasant notes of coffee bean. I've had one before. These are very, very hard to find. Folks, they're, they're pretty expensive. <laughs> uh, this is a Robusto extra shape. The exterior has a deep brown soft touch. 
Uh, the strength is medium to full with undertones that display natural tobacco with a little echo of spice. The uh, Bahike Cuban Cigars, a limited edition smoke, folks. This is some websites, some Googles. You're looking at a price point in the U.S. around 300 to 450 a cigar. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Though some sites and markets do vary because of authenticity and availability of this Cuban. Uh, how you can really tell, and this is how I tell, the holographic image is a famous Indian head placed in the center of the band. And if you take a close look, you should see a smaller head within the larger head. And you can see the effect knowing that that's the authentic Cohiba Bejique. Yep. Without a doubt. You can see it in there. Yep. And I also noticed on the other, on the back end, there's also another like holographic detail mm -hmm. as well. Um, but yeah, let's toast them. Let's fire them up. Uh, what, did you do a cold draw yet? What do you I think? Haven't. No, let's do some cold draw. Let's see kind of, because this I think feel like is warranted for something of this magnitude. Yeah, you definitely get some good flavor on the cold draw. It's definitely uh, earthy. Yeah. I definitely get the earthy. Leather, I get leather. Yes, like absolutely. licking, like it's like licking a wallet, but like in a good, <laughs> like in a good way. Yes, yes, an expensive wallet. Yeah, or an ex, like licking the expensive cowboy boots, mm -hmm. which haven't been used yet. That would be weird if they were used. <laughs> mm. All right. Yeah, we're diving in, folks, to a very expensive cigar and some whiskey from Japan, folks. This is probably the most expensive episode of the cigar social podcast to date let's go mm. off the jump yeah all right that's it yeah all right folks <laughs> have a good one no uh no yeah this is uh right off the bat you can tell the quality. It, it, it lit evenly without mm -hmm. any struggle with the toast. Yeah. Um, I'm getting that 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 earthy, leathery boldness. That almost coffee bean. I think yeah. It's almost like with the whiskey, you're like, eh, I don't know about that. But I think they hit it right on the head. You get yeah. that coffiness, leatherly, leatherness, leatherliness. Is that a word? Leatherliness. Sure, we'll make it. Work. Folks, it's leatherliness. Yeah. And uh, it's bold. It is punchy. It is like soon as that first light, it's like pop. But it's not overwhelming. Mm -mm. It's not like it's okay. I, well, I'm I'm smoking a Cuban. It's it's very, it's very nice. Mm -hmm. It's very nice. And it's the retro hail. You get those flavors. You can definitely get the the the, the leather. You almost get a little hay. Mm -hmm. Almost a little bit of hay in there. It's it's yeah. It's a it's a great smoke from from just the kick. I'm just a start. Yeah, yeah. Um, can't say how I got these or <laughs> what, but I'm so happy that you're here enjoying this with me with the cigar. Uh, let's do a toast yeah. with some of this Habiki Japanese whiskey and uh, Bahiki, or I keep saying that because I keep saying Bahiki, but it actually is, folks, Bahike. Uh -oh. Bahike. It's delicious. Now that complements the smoke. That is that that combo? Yeah. 
it mellows out the Hibiki. Yeah. It it's like they're made to go with each yep. other. That is crazy. I've yeah. done some pairings before, but yeah, that one definitely it works. Yeah, I would say most definitely works with yeah. with each other. Um, because that Hibiki's not in your face whiskey. Mm. And this is also not... So, like, I always say, like, there's two different types of pairings. You can go opposite sides of the spectrum, right. and that'll bring out the boldness of one and the lightness of the other. Or you guys, or, you you know, you find that relative combination of, like, this is, this is mild. Mm-hmm. I want a mild this and a mild that. Bang. Good marriage. And I think that's where this is. They're both mild... Mm-hmm. Med- no, they're, I would say they're both medium. They're definitely not, you know, full strength, either one of them. An 86-proof yeah. whiskey uh, and a, uh, you know, I, mean, I can't even, I don't even, I, I don't know the age on this cigar. I'm, I, I know for a fact it's been in my humidor for two years. Yeah. It's, it's a definitely, it's definitely a good smoke. It definitely let you appreciate the flavors. It's not like something you're going to burn through and go, oh, okay, it wasn't bad. You're definitely each with each draw. You're getting oh, I, get, I didn't taste that before. I taste it now, and, yeah. and you appreciate it. So, with with your pairings, do you like a complimentary pairing, or do you like the the opposite, the the one helping the other, one one being on the opposite end of the other one? I think it depends. Uh, it really, I, I like to to play both sides of that field, right? Because I like. With this, for example, great pair. I'm enjoying this. I'm a happy man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, t- you know, but there are times where you get like a Todos Las Dias from Saka, which mm-hmm. is like a kind of like an in your face. And, you know, you might want to have a mellow drink with right. that okay. just so you can put that that boldness on a, on a pedestal and enjoy it the way it is mm-hmm. and not take away from it. Right. And I think that's that's also fun, too. Yeah. Um. What about you? Do you do you do you prefer one or the other? I prefer sort of like you. I want if I'm smoking a certain cigar, I want something that allows the cigar to stand out on its own and allow me to get the full flavor of the cigar. At the same point, this I'm like, okay, I'm in my happy place right now. This this pairing, they're complementing one another. They're bringing out the flavors of each and I'm like, this is what I want. For this experience, to, to smoke this cigar, I, I don't want something to overpower it so that I can't appreciate it. Yeah. And yeah, it's... Yeah, I think if you had a, a high-octane whiskey, like if you had... I mean, we were at the Chi-Town Crew, Herf, and uh, our buddy John gave us some high-octane. I mean, we did Lot B, we did some Pappy, we, yeah. we did... If you're doing a hundred and twenty something proof and you got this cigar in your hand, I think you're blowing your palate yeah. out. Yeah. I think you're 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 you won't be able to appreciate it. That's exactly it. And it's yeah. like with this, you're like, okay, I wanna make sure till I get to the nub, I can oh, yeah. enjoy every aspect of this thing. I don't wanna blow myself out with a drink that goes, Oh my gosh, what am I tasting again? You know, so no this this is a good pairing. This is in in mm-hmm. it, it definitely gives you room to explore the cigar and especially 
it's a once in a lifetime. I'm not going to smoke one of these again. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I want to be able to remember this and go. I've had yeah. the pleasure of having one before. But like you said, like, yeah, not, not many people can get this no. experience. And so I'm happy to share it with you, uh, folks. Uh, if you can get your hands on one of these by any means necessary because of certain situations <laughs> with embargo and all that, good luck. <laughs> But it, it it is worth the fight. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> it's it's definitely worth the fight. And take our advice when we say, don't you know, don't go with something strong. You know, I have my infinity bottle on a table, that's got full. It's it's full of flavor, and I'm sure the proof is hundred plus. I'm sure, <laughs> because my my go tos are about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be drinking that later mm-hmm. during our round two after hours fire pit party that we're having after this. Um, so we got we got this going with us. Uh, and the whiskey is great. Um, let's talk about you for a minute. Okay. How many years have you been smoking these uh delicious? Uh, sticks, cigars. It's probably been about twenty-five years. Wow. I, know, I know I'm an old fart, and but yeah, I, I wasn't I, gonna say it. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I got into this many many moons ago, um, and it was it was just a hobby. It was just something to, to get together with some friends, and um, there was a local boutique shop down the street from us, so we could go pick up. Um, Nicaraguans and you know stuff like that so it was you know and it just it grew for a while I stopped uh, and probably in the last two years I really picked it up more you know but I would say every year I'd have a couple here or there and like I said in the last two years it's been been a little bit more of a, a passion and a, a time to relax and get to know people I think the way you opened up the show you said Regardless of what walk of life you come from or what you identify as, when people break out a cigar, all the barriers come down. Yeah. And you just start to talk about what do you smoke in there? What do you got? Let's... Yeah, I've been to plenty of lounges. And, and you know, it's really funny. I did. I, I, I heard a, an episode of the Long Ash podcast with, uh, and they had uh, Sean Williams on, coincidentally from Cohiba. <laughs> That's a fun segue there. Uh, but he, you know, being a, a a black guy in the in the community, the cigar community, he was like, cigars are, you know, a place where people come together. Mm-hmm. No matter your race, your religion, whatever the case may be, we are all we're we're here. We're enjoying this this hard you know th- this product that took you know hundreds of hands, years to you know grow and age mm-hmm. and all that like there's so much and and the people who light up a cigar appreciate that cigar and if you're at a lounge you're not going to look around and go oh i don't like the that ball cap he's wearing i'm not a big fan of the royals right. fuck him right no you're like hey man what are you smoking exactly Ex- yeah what it, do you do for a living let's talk and it 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 just allows people to go back to 80 90 years ago where you didn't worry about class stature 
Yep. Was, hey, we're enjoying the same thing. We might be smoking two different types of cigar, but we're enjoying those cigars. Yep. And it's a time to talk about, yeah, what do you do for a living? What's going on? What's happening? And even with the Cigar Dojo, it's been a time to get to talk to people that you would never have a chance to talk to over a little brown stick yeah. that we're all smoking. And that, that's the one thing that even surprised me when I first started this podcast was the open arms of the community, of the people in the industry, the main players, the Terrence Riley's, the Steve Sakas, the Matt Boots, the Pete Johnson's. Mm -hmm. They all were, yeah, when do you want to talk? Yeah. yeah. And you don't really get that in a lot of industries. A lot of places are going to be like, man, you're just a dude in a shed. Yeah. Uh, call me when you're something. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I had an experience. I told you about Michael Herklotz. Yeah. From Ferry Otago. Was at an event with him. Amazed. This guy, co-owner of a cigar company, mm -hmm. made sure he went around to each person in that cigar lounge and talked to him. Hey, introduced himself, asked him about you. What do you do? It was just amazing. And then Eric Bay from Black Star Line. And I, here, I'll, I'll, I'll set you up with that one. That dude's okay. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, he's a great dude. But again, a guy that he's from our walk of life. And yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't walk around with, I own a cigar company. Nope. It's, hey, I'm going to sit down and smoke with you. Nope. I'm going to hang out with you. Yeah, when I, when I talked to him, I met him uh, a little over a year ago. Uh, and then I introduced him to the Chi-Town crew. And he's the type of dude, he goes, oh, you guys are going to have a Herf? Where is it? Yeah. I'm going to come. Yeah. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to smoke cigars with you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bullshit and hang out. And that was that type of character that he had. And so uh, I'm so happy that he's a part of that. Mm -hmm. um, and him and Cliff, yeah. both. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, it, it's, it's cool to kind of hang out and, and see how those, those folks kind of, you know, embrace that. And, and knowledge. The, 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 like the Terrence Riley, for example. Yeah. When he was here in the shed... He got out of his car when I when I greeted him. He was like, hey, man, do you mind if we just do, like, an Agonorsa experience and I'll just, you know, throw some Fumas out there and we can talk about the Crow 99 and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, that's that's information that I'm dying to know. I want to know the difference between those leaves. You have that knowledge. Please take your, your helmet, your knowledge off, and, and share that with me. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I think social media has allowed us to interact with these people from a Steve Saka yeah. to Terrence Riley to any of these guys where you go, they're going to interact with you. Hey, how'd you enjoy that? What did you think about it? Yep. Oh, I'm sorry you had a bad experience. Oh yeah, correct. Send that thing back and I'll send you a new one. You're yep. like, wow. You know? So yeah, yeah it's. And I mean, you, you can go back to the Steve Saka episode I had. I mean, I try to keep my episode, episodes to about an hour. <laughs> Saka took me two hours. Yeah. He's a, uh, <laughs> That's a short one for him. Yeah, and he was sober. Yes, well, because he wasn't. He was a little under the weather, yeah. so he was sober and 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 just wanted to talk. And I was just very happy to mm -hmm. to have him. Um. So you've been smoking for that long. Um. I'm going to smoke my glass. Okay. And I'm going to take the toki next, but I'm going to smoke my glass with some apple wood, and then I'll take your glass and I'll do it, okay. and we can kind of check that out while I smoke my glass. What is your your daily, regular, go-to cigar? Oh, it's varied. 
for a while, it was the Amendola Cannoli. Oh, um, yeah, really? Yeah, it had, that was a real good one. Um, lately, it's been Feriotego. I, I had my hands on some of the Generoso, and, and mm-hmm. uh, those have been just phenomenal. So it, it, it just, I guess it depends on what mood I'm in. Um, you know, I like the Agonorsa, um, the Supreme Leaf has been something that I've pulled out quite a few times. Supreme so, Leaf is, a, is it is literally, like, the name says it all. It mm-hmm. is, is phenomenal. That was the one where, when, when Terrence was here, he was like, oh, you like the Corojo 99 and then the Corojo 98? I was like, yeah, I just, the, the, the 2012 was very floral, almost like potpourri. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, okay, cool. Here you go. And he, he actually, that was when, uh, it was before the, 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 the new Toro size was available. He's like, here, try this. And that Supreme Leaf was supreme for mm-hmm. sure. Like, yeah. it was a phenomenal smoke. Yeah. But it was great how it was almost like, like we go to, you know, places to get fitted for running shoes. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. And yeah. he was like, he fit me. Yeah. He fit me for the cigar that, that I preferred yep. by trying this, try that. Okay, I like I, I know I, I see your ballpark. Here you yeah. go, try that. And I'm like, you're dead on. Like yeah. I it was I couldn't get enough of it. So Yeah. No, and again, that's what makes this hobby so fantastic because I might not be in your lane, but you might not be in my lane, but we are both smoking yeah. a stick from the same company. Yep. You know, it's just a little bit of a different Vitola, it's a different little type of tweak to the wrapper or to the uh the, the guts. Yep. And it's like okay, fine. I can I can enjoy that and nobody judges you. Nobody judges you based on oh you're smoking that. Oh you have a white owl. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> well maybe. Well maybe there might be there. some judgment. <laughs> um yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's what's great about a lot of these companies is that they they have their blends. They the some go a little crazy, some with their varieties, you know, right. like the like the Gurkha. Yeah. Right? The Gurkha has I mean, I'm going to exaggerate, but they have like 400 different types of cigars. Yeah. yeah. And I've tried probably 20 of them. And I've liked two of them. Right. You know, and uh, but some people, that's their jam. Oh, like yeah. That is like, you know, and same thing with Rocky Patel. It's like, oh, well, that the, was it the the 1990 the 12th anniversary or whatever? Yeah. That, that, that was really good. Yeah. But I've had other ones. I'm like, this is not so good. <laughs> and I think that's... I was just telling somebody this morning, my palate has changed mm-hmm. so much. When I first got into it, I was a Connecticut guy. Don't I can't handle a Maduro. Don't give me a, uh, my head will be spinning within five minutes. And now, I'll look at a Connecticut and go, eh, I want something with a little bit more punch. Yep. I want something. And and so oh, yeah. as we're more and more into this hobby, all of a sudden our tastes change, and we look at some stuff. I I remember smoking Gurkha Shaggies. For a few years, I actually that's the that's the second. You know, my father in law had the Gurkha Shaggy with the like it's almost like a half an inch or almost like a full inch of Shaggy foot to it. Yep, yep. And and folks, if you don't know what a Shaggy foot is, it's that the wrapper doesn't go all the way to the foot, and that you have binder and filler exposed, mm-hmm. which is great because not only does it help you with the light with a more even light, but you get to experience the the filler and the binder first mm-hmm. before the wrapper is introduced and then you go oh wow okay right. that changed a flavor on me yeah and so yeah i i will say that the the gurkha shaggies and the gurkha ghost series yeah. are my two favorite go-to's with gurkha for yeah. sure yeah yeah so yeah it's 
and in, in people now will oh Gurkhas. Yeah. You know, so but it, they again, have they have their place. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Um and like you said, even with, with Connie's, uh with, with Connecticut's that is that goes hand in hand with what we we're just talking about with with pairings. If I had a, a high octane hundred and twenty five proof whiskey, I might want a Connie. Right. Yeah. Just because it's a light, easy smoke, it's not punchy, it's mm-hmm. the, and I can ex- and I, it'll bring out the whiskey more. Yeah. You know. So yeah. Yeah. Or, and, and, a, and a Connecticut or a Connie in the morning with a with a good cup of mm-hmm. coffee is. Hey, that's a jam. I've that's... had the uh, my my favorite is the Macanudo Cafe. Yeah, with like a dark roast black. That's or yeah. the Tatuaje. Oh, what is it? I had it with Pete too when he was on. Um, but yeah, like that. that it's just yeah, it, you can find those pairs with those coffees. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, can you hand me that bottle of Toki? Yep. There you go. I'm gonna pour some into my glass that's been sitting here in a little bit of smoke. But that's a twist off, by the way. Oh, is it? Oh, funky. And you can see the smoke coming out. Mm-hmm. Very light drink. Here, I'll give you that. Okay. And I will take your glass. I'll smoke it with some apple wood so you can kind of experience what I'm experiencing okay. here. And while I do that, what's your go to beverage with a cigar? We just talked about whiskey, we just talked about uh, coffee. Lately, it's been bourbon. You know, good old John has pushed me into some different areas and stuff like that. He does that. Yes. Thanks, um, John. Yes. Um, But, yeah, I I like exploring bourbons. I like uh, going into the liquor store, and I'm from a small town, so we have to venture out to get bourbon. But I like going in there and and seeing what's out there and and checking some stuff out. I just bought a um, Jack Daniels. Uh, single barrel mm-hmm. bourbon, so I'm anxious to try that. So, what do you yeah. think about that single barrel? I haven't tried it yet. Okay, I'm anxious to try it. Um, but yeah, it's I like how a lot of the bourbons will bring out different flavors of the cigar. And if we're sitting in our cigar lounge, garage lounge, whatever we call it for the day, the shed, the shed, um, I like being able to try it and go, okay, yeah, this this really works out well with this cigar. Or, yeah, eh, you know what. I'm not a fan. So bourbon seems to be the go-to. Yeah. You know, mornings are definitely a good cup of coffee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, You know, a cup of coffee on my way you, into work. Do you take your stuff. coffee with cream and sugar? No. With cream. With cream. cream. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I have drank it black, um, but it just seems like cream sort of complements the cigar at times. It does. You know, it so, does. Yeah. yeah. I I've, I like this. Uh, there's a local coffee company around here in Batavia called Mocha. And every time I go through, my wife will get like, a, you know, some crazy, funky <laughs> iced coffee, sh- cream, sugar, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, give me your Jamaican. Uh, they have a Jamaican roast. OK. And I'm like, give it to me black. And he's like, as it's intended. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it is phenomenal. But like I, I've I've recently became a, a just a straight black coffee um, just because you get more of that, that bean flavor, mm-hmm. that the coffee flavor, you know, a local, another local place, Gun Barrel Coffee, they make one called Zero Dark 30. Mm-hmm. And I know like dark coffee, which is like kind of like cigars where some people think the darker the cigar, the stronger it is. That is not true at all. No. That's a myth. Total myth. Same Total thing myth. with coffee. Yeah. Dark coffee actually has less caffeine than uh, like a regular roast or a light roast. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so like, I, but a, for some reason, I just like that boldness of like a Maduro wrapper and a dark roast yeah. coffee. It just has that that flavor profile that I'm looking for. Yeah. I had this afternoon. I was had a cup of black coffee with the Warwich. Mm. Oh, it was. Is I was sitting the, outside. The robusto size. Yes. Is that the one I gave That's you? That's the one you oh, gave me. Yes. Yep. And I sat outside. The dogs were running, and I'm like, I'm in. This is this. It worked perfectly. I didn't mm-hmm. feel like I had to rush through it, and the coffee just brought out flavors of the Warwich that I went. Yeah. Yeah. This is where I want to be. So the pairing for the Warwich, according to Eric Bay, is the Willet Pot Distill, the like the the genie bottle looking. Yeah. But uh, last episode I did with him. On his website, he has the 1792 whiskey, okay. like, in the picture. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, ah, let me go look at it. I've seen it at bars, never tried it. Didn't know it was, like, only, like, a $25 bottle yeah. of whiskey. It's phenomenal. Yeah. For for 25 bucks yeah. for a bottle of whiskey, and that is, like, keep it stocked. Yeah. But, like, even back to Jack, uh, the, the, the new Jack Bonded, mm-hmm. have you tried that yet? No. The new Jack Bonded. So every Jack that I've had so far, the... You know, number seven, uh, gentleman, single barrel, the Sinatra, they all have that Jack flavor. Mm-hmm. But the Bonded and the Triple Mash are completely different animals. You don't get that Jack flavor at all. Hmm. And it's aged for four years. It's okay. very subtle, very soft. I feel it's very enjoyable, sippable for right. sure. Right. Nice. Um, nice. The ash on this Cohiba is uh, it's kind of flaky. Yeah. But I don't know if that's good or bad. It's it's been smoking great. So. Yeah. yeah, it is smoking evenly. I didn't have to touch it up yet. I'm almost through the first third. Um, pour some of that toki in your glass right now. Remove the. Uh, yeah, you're gonna get drunk. But, um, yeah. <laughs> so the driver. No, no. Pour oh. it in here. Yeah. Remove that that the smoke, the apple wood that I just did, and you can see the smoke a little yep. bit pouring out. Yep. So what that did was, and here's something that we learned when we went at to Whiskey Acres. Megan, the bartender there, <laughs> I have this kit and I love it because I do smoked margaritas and all this stuff. And there's this like question of, do you make the drink first, then smoke it? Or do you smoke the glass and then pour the drink in? And she was like, well, of course you do with the glass first because A, you want to coat the glass. Mm-hmm. And B, if you're doing like a margarita or something like that, or even whiskey on ice, you're you're essentially you're putting a torch mm-hmm. to a, a drink that's cold and a drink that has ice in it. So now you're watering your drink down. Right. And I yeah. said watering like a, a dude from Jersey because that's <laughs> water has two D's. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I always do the glass first now. And to me that's huge. And the Toki without it, and we'll try that too, but you'll see that the Toki has like more of a, a scotch flavor to it. Okay. So try this. Cheers. Cheers. And with the applewood, wow. That's yeah. That's real interesting. That's so real. Yeah. Different. Yeah. It, you definitely get the the applewood flavor, but there, you get there's something else I can't identify it on the back end. So interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the smoke old fashioned. Something to, something to play with. I mean, I got this little cocktail smoking kit from amazon okay yeah you're looking at like 20 30 bucks or whatever it comes with a torch and some some wood and the little topper that you put on top of the glass yeah. which i also like because that thing the smoking uh thing at the bottom with the holes mm-hmm. fits on a glencarn glass 
so you can even oh, yeah. you can even smoke a uh you know like something like that but yeah very nice. cool to play with cocktails with that yes. um we've done uh gin drinks we've done uh margaritas okay. uh, martini like just super fun to play um all right i commissioned my future daughter-in-law to start working that's what when my son is out doing his thing she'll be at home and she's messing around with different she i think she got something very similar from amazon well they have one that's like a gun with like a hose and then they have like this type and i think the gun with the hose is a little more pricier and you got a lot more parts right this is just a piece of wood that you literally throw on top of your glass and you hit it with a torch and you just let it sit for a minute and that'll coat the glass a little bit so Mm -hmm. now like and i've also noticed with with smoking it with the cocktail already in it the smoke flavor disappears quicker okay where now you're coating the glass and so it kind of sticks around or even if you move your glass a little bit and sip it from the other side you're you still st- you get it. that flavor yeah down. yeah um good stuff it's good stuff the cigars this is folks is it here here's a good question is this cigar worth 350 bucks <clears throat> It probably is. Um, I can't see spending it. I, I, I mean, if I was gifted it as I was tonight, I would be like, I'm, I'm indebted to you. This is phenomenal. This is a great smoke. Um, you know, it, 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 takes, it takes away from the average smoker because they're never going to experience this. No. They're not going to. They're not going to no, crack. A, this, you talk about unicorns? Yes. This is a fucking unicorn. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it's it's definitely a good smoke. I mean, I can't see spending the kind no. of money for it. But if I was in yeah. the presence of somebody that said, "Here, I want to give you one of these to smoke," I'd be like, "Okay, thank you very much. I appreciate it, and let's go." Let's... A buddy, uh, Trevor, uh, a buddy of mine, mm-hmm. you met. He asked me a question this morning. He goes, "If that wasn't, if if everything wasn't going down with you know the embargo and Cuba and all that stuff." Mm-hmm. How much do you think the cigar would be worth just like regular shelf? And I'm like, knowing that it has that special medio tiempo uh, blend mm-hmm. and it's like almost like a limited and it's got this special fermentation process and all that stuff, I'd say probably 30 to 50 bucks. Yeah. You know, it, it, it probably comparable to, you know, a high end Padron, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. Or, or Davidoff. Or, or Davidoff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it is definitely up there, you know. Um, and if that was the case, this would be definitely something I would purchase for thirty to fifty bucks for a special occasion. Oh, sure, absolutely. Um, but for where we currently sit and how it things, how the cards fall, I'm like, I mean, that's a car payment. We're smoking a car oh, payment. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. It's it is. It, it'll be interesting to see as years go on if the embargo is ever going to be lifted, if it's ever going to be. You know, it, it, it to to be available for the average person, and at the same point, yeah, you bring it down to a thirty to fifty dollar price point, people are gonna start, yeah, going into it, and it's gonna be okay. Yeah, I I want to try it, and it's you know the unicorn is gonna lose its horn, lose its, its horn, yeah, it's gonna become an average you know an average day smoker. But at the same point, it's a freaking great smoke. I still think that even at a $30 price point and with the the tobacco blend and everything, it still would classify as a as a unicorn yeah. cigar out there in the world of of cigars, yeah. Yeah. No, and it's 
it's I know that discussion's been had about what defines a unicorn. And yeah, for you and I, this is a unicorn. We're never gonna well, you might smoke it again. I'm never Maybe. gonna smoke it again. So I mean it's like going, Hey, I you know, chalk that one up on my wall and go, Yeah, that's a unicorn. Um but yeah. no, it's it's yeah. It's a great smoke. And it's funny too, because I don't grab even because Cohiba is also made in the DR, and that's what we can get here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. is the this Dominican Cohibas, and that's the you know the red dots and, and all that stuff. And I don't ever gravitate towards Cohiba. Like if I ever walk into a humidor, I I don't go into that mm-hmm. direction. I always go you know Dunbarton, right. Aganorsa, you know Black Star Line, yep. even Alec Bradley. I'm a big fan of. So, mm-hmm. um, but this definitely is. I mean probably one of three different cohibas i've ever had but this is probably my favorite cohiba oh, yeah. yeah i mean it's yeah i mean I, I just don't see cohiba on my rotation it, it, i'm like you i'll look at it four other brands before i'd look at a cohiba yeah and if i was forced to if it was like okay between this and a, which is really weird because cohiba is like like well they they classify the bohique as as like the bentley Right. Like, this is the Bentley cigar right here. Mm-hmm. But, like, even Cohiba as a brand, that is, you know, Davidoff. That is right. Padron. That yeah. is, that's top shelf stuff, you yeah. know. That's Placencia. Right. Yeah. Um, so it is interesting how, you know. And, and But I also feel like at, for regular smokers, like you were talking about, we don't, regular smokers don't really reach that high in a shelf. No. No. It's, it's we like, don't. It's like shopping for liquor. Okay, that's a top shelf liquor i'm i'm going back down to the to the middle shelf i'm on a middle shelf type of a guy going okay you know and and these are great they're full flavored um full to medium body yeah yeah i would look i'd overlook it you know and if the embargo didn't exist i would overlook it and it's not you know it's not cohiba's fault it's my fault you know and 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 so it's like okay yeah personal preference yeah 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 i I'm a I, I'm about uh from you know knees to tits, anything and anything between my knees and tits. That's yep. what I reach for. Yeah, yeah. No, anything I, below my knees, I'm like eh, it's probably like a factory smoker, which also is not bad. No, no. It's, but I, you know, I also you know have a like you said, your palate evolves a little bit, and you kind of have your your preference. Oh, absolutely. You know, personal preference. Speaking yep. of personal preference. What would be three cigars that are your all-time favorites? Um, I'm the Saka. Mm-hmm. End of things. Um, I'm a Stillwell Star number one. I know it's an aromatic. It's just a great smoke. I can smoke those every day if I had the money. Really? And yeah. The it, funny part is I've never had a Stillwell. Really? Yeah. And I know that that has pipe tobacco, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's a good smoke. So I, I really enjoy that. Um, what else? Um, the War Witch, after smoking it today, I, it's definitely something to go, that's in my rotation. The yeah. War Witch is great. Uh, the Robusto size was phenomenal. Uh, I, I think Eric hit that that nail right on the head with that size. I did like the original where it was a Corona of six by 46 box press mm-hmm. with the old band. That's probably my favorite because that was one of the first cigars that I ever smoked. And I got down to a nub and like, whoo. Yeah. All right. Do you I like feel box- that one? Yeah. <laughs> so do you like box pressed? 
maybe. Yeah, I can't. I'm yes or no. I, I, it, 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 some of them are good. Yeah. But it's just. You know where you Box know. Press came from? Well, there's, there's, there's. Uh, a few debates on how box press were created. Okay. Like Terrence Riley would say, box press were created so it wouldn't fall off the table. Okay. Because, I can see that. But uh, before embargo and all that happened, and Cuba was kind of like the main uh, manufacturer, mm-hmm. they would pack their cigars in their boxes wet and tight because of the long trips it would take to oh. to Europe and okay. whatever. And so within that trip, they wanted to ensure a that the cigars wouldn't move around in the box and damage. Mm-hmm. But also as they did that, they would dry during the shipment and they would dry in a box size. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the timeless is a box pressed. Yep. Which it's probably my number 3. It's probably my number th- in that it just kills me. I'm like Herklots make this into a Make this into a regular yeah. cigar. I, the box press just feels weird. It's it does. just a weird feeling in my hand. But and you know. you know what I've also noticed? I've had a uh, a couple good box presses, like the Alec Bradley Prensado. Mm-hmm. I feel is a good box box press. It's a solid burn, evenly burns, no no issues, and it tastes great. Yeah. Um. Then I had a a sale that I bought. Uh, Rocky Patel Conquistas. Okay. And the flavor on them were really good, but they burned so unevenly because the box was so tight. Mm-hmm. It was like a two by four, like just straight up, right? Like it wasn't a soft box. It right. was like this, it was a square. Okay. And I felt like those type of cigars, you're continuously touching up and trying to even out or you're resting it so it maybe corrects it on its own. Mm -hmm. And if not, you're sitting there trying to torture the corner, you know, (laughs) so because it's canoeing. And yeah, but yeah, I I feel like the box presses, it's a it's a hit or miss for me because, you know, it does feel weird in the mouth. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, it could cause some burn issues, but. If done right, like, for example, Sin Compromiso. Yeah. The Sin Compromiso is phenomenal. Oh, absolutely. You know, I was going to say, my top three, I have a list, running list on my phone. And every time I smoke something new, I'm like, oh, I'm going to knock something off my list. So my top three are the Oliva Siri V Milanio. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I have the Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust Sin Compromiso. And I have the My Father, the Judge. Oh, okay. okay. Those are my top three regular f- could find anywhere cigars. Yeah. My top three limited releases are the CAO Vision from 2020, Aganorsa Anavasario Maduro. Yeah. Oh. And the Psychedelic Turtle, too. Yeah. Psych- oh, the Turtle, too. Again, that's like out of those six that I just listed, three of them are box press. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah. it, to me, it's 50 yeah. 50. Yeah. I, it's funny because I will catch myself looking at something and go, oh, it's box press, and I'll just skip right over it. And then somebody will give me one and go, here, try this. And I'm like, why did I pass that up? Yep. Why? You know, it's, it, it's like, yeah, that's, it's a, but it's just, it's a mental thing yeah. for me. It's like, ah, I just, I, I just can't do it. And I'll end up kicking myself. You yeah. know, the timeless, the timeless is, 
Yeah, I need to get. I need to explore more into Fairy Otego. Uh, I've been talking to her, to, to her lots a little bit, and uh, we're still trying to nail down a date for mm-hmm. for his episode. But I do have a uh, Generoso in my humidor, and I have an old school Davino uh, Nat Sherman, okay. which he has history with. So I'm I'm happy to. See, I want to see what he kind of says about that. That's like 15 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. before it switched hands and he took it over. Well, round two, round two after this, we will do the TGS 2022, 20, 2023, um, Michael Herklotz, mm. uh, Timeless. And it's, it was a limited release. During, he only did them, he just only did them for TGS. For those who don't know, TGS is The Great Smoke, yeah. which is an event that happens annually. Yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll burn that one. And that's a good smoke. That okay. is, um, it's full flavored. It's just, it's a good smoke. And as Michael would like to say, it's got a creamy taste to it. It's just. He can sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. Yes, absolutely. He has that, that niche to just, just make you want it. Yes. Yeah. 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 I don't know what it is, but I'll take it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure. Okay. Yep. Uh, speaking of, I'll take it. Um, Hand me the Centauri Toki, and I'm going to drink that without any smoke okay. now. And I want to now see the difference between the Applewood and Alone. It's funny because with the Applewood, you definitely get the green apple. Right When I was smoking, like, when I was drinking this, I'm like, oh, there's the green apple they talked about. Because it's, it's definitely, and I'm sure the Applewood helps bring it out. Yeah. But it definitely was like, oh, I, I really enjoy that. Let me see what this thing's all about. Yeah. Totally different. Oh, I'm sure. Like I said, scotchy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, without, I mean, Japanese scotch? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> but it's that's where it's at. Yeah. Like, if you were to blind taste me, I'd say that was from, that. that's, you know, a sc- yeah. scotch. Yeah. Scotch drink, yeah. Yeah. A light, a very light scotch drink. But the finish gives me that, that scotch flavor yeah i mean looking at the bottle it's it's a light super light yeah you're almost like somebody dilute that yeah pour some water in that bottle well that's funny because you know in here in the shed folks i have like you know the 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 lights in different colors because when when i'm on camera i'll have them on bright white but now it's kind of like a disco in here and so when i was pouring that in there i'm like oh shit that's clear (laughs) yeah you know but yeah it's a very very light it's good. Yeah. It's a very good drink. Yeah. Centauri makes very good whiskey. They are probably the number one whiskey producer out of Japan. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, and they the Hibiki, they make some funky, super expensive limited releases that I'll probably never get my hands on. But right. I've said that about these Cohibas, so <laughs> yeah. who knows? That's like a Pappy 12. Yeah, yeah. I'll never get my hands on it. Unless you go to John's house. Unless you go to John's house. And, you know, I know how to get to the back door. <laughs> That bottle disappears. That's exactly where that is. <laughs> exactly it. Yeah. No, this will this will definitely the Tokyo will definitely be on my list to pick up. Yeah, we were sitting in front of his his whiskey shelf shelves the other day. He's like, "So what do you want?" And I'm like, "Come on, Pappy." Yeah, yeah. It's... And here's the funny thing about Pappy is that I I have my 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 wife down in Tennessee. My father in law has these bottles. Uh, he's got a good collection. And I was upstairs, and she was like, what do you want from the bar? And I'm like, 
surprise me because right. that's you know he doesn't have garbage he's got everything's good at his mm-hmm. bar so she gave me a uh, a, a Glen Carn of something and a glass of something both neat mm-hmm. so I tried one and I'm like oh that's that's really good and uh, that that ended up being the bland I'm like oh okay that's that's a okay. really good drink yeah. that's solid thanks she's like what do you think about the second one I'm like eh, it's all right I mean it's not. It's okay. Right. It's good. Right. But it's not like, you know, I wouldn't spit it out, but it was all right. She's like, oh, that was the pappy. Oh. Like, Shut up. <laughs> so, but then I had a friend come over and he gave me old Fitzgerald 17, the 17 year old old Fitz. Mm-hmm. Dude, I will take old Fitz 17 over any pappy really? any day. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, That's there's, me personally. Yeah. I, I'm a huge fan of the old Fitz. I like blind tastings. There's a there's another podcast that does blind tastings of three different liquors or whatever it is, and it's funny to hear those guys that will start talking about something and, and rip it up and go, and all of a sudden you'll, they'll get the reveal and like, oh my gosh, yep, I didn't real, you know, but but it's it's our mind playing tricks on us, going, well, this is this is a Pappy Twelve, yep. you're gonna like this, and you're yep. like, oh yeah, this is really great. Then you do a blind tasting, you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not that good. I think that if you were getting into whiskey or getting into cigars, the best way is to completely ignore the band or the <laughs> label and have somebody fuck with you. Have yeah. somebody do a blind tasting. Hand you something that you have no idea because you're either going to love it or you hate it, mm-hmm. and you have no idea. There's no disposition. A, a label sells bottles. A band sells bottles. Right. Or a band sells cigars. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's I, I agree 100% with cigars because with cigars – you can't take what somebody else tells you no. and, and go, oh, okay, that's a crap cigar. Smoke what you want to smoke. Try what you want to try. And if you like it, you like it. There's a guy that we work with that loves flavored cigars. He's in the, the Tatiana, yeah. whatever, how you pronounce it. Yep. He loves them. And he's like, I said, it's just not for me. Nope. But if you like it, go for it. Enjoy it. And, and, and again, the beauty of this hobby is... Nobody's going to judge you based on what you smoke. They might give you a hard time on it, but they're not going to judge you for it. Because if that's what you like, that's what you like. I mean, there are guys that swear by Dunbarton. There's guys that swear by Tatawahe. Wayne. Yeah. And and beans. Turtle. (laughs) And beans. Those guys swear. And that's great. Yep. That's their avenue. That's their lane. Hey, that's fine. Yep. But at the same point, I'll call out beans. The other day, I saw him smoking a freaking... uh, Drew Estates. And I'm like, oh, you're walking with the commoners now. The yeah, yeah, yeah. But if that's You're what, sitting in coach finally. Yeah. <laughs> but if that's what you want to smoke and that's what you have for the day, so be it. Nobody's going to, nobody's no. going to, you know, nobody's, oh, you don't know what you're doing. You know, and, and again, this, this hobby, this culture is open to women, to every race that walks the earth to go, hey, if you enjoy it, you're part of our brotherhood, yep. you're part of our sisterhood. Sit down and let's talk. Let's, let's have a see. conversation because yeah. that's what the cigar is all about. The cigar, to me, uh, c- the, uh, having a cigar with somebody like we're doing now, it, it, it's the conversation, it's the experience, yeah. it's it's that that moment. Right. Right. I've had good cigars during bad moments. Absolutely. I've had bad yeah. cigars during good moments, yeah. which makes me go, oh, that was a good cigar. Yeah. Because it was a good conversation. It was a good experience. I wasn't really focused on a cigar because I was having such a good time. Exactly. But now I'm like, well, shit, that was actually a good, that was a good, you know, but yeah. And and again, it's, it pulls people in. A year ago, you and I would have never have talked to each other. No. We would have never. You're way too old for me. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, shut up. <laughs> but all of a sudden, you start sharing a common interest yep. in cigars, and now, oh, hey, we're talking. Our wives are talking. All of a sudden, now it's like, oh, wait a minute here. We have a friendship Yep. based on a stick? Yep. It, this, really? This brought us together. Yeah. This and little brown piece of leaf. Yeah. That, that was hand-rolled. Like you said, yep. touched by a hundred different hands, farmed by yeah. by people, fermented, and 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 yeah, that the 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 appreciation behind the production is something that a lot of people don't. Most people that smoke cigars understand it and appreciate it, but a lot of people when I start when I when I talk to them, I'm like, you you don't understand. Like same thing with whiskey. Whiskey might not be touched by a lot of different hands, but it was it was expertly handcrafted mm -hmm. it was put into a, a specific barrel you know hand-picked wood yeah. uh and and it was aged for x amount of years and now you're having something like i was i was talking to somebody who uh you know made whiskey and it was aged for six years mm -hmm. the person who made that whiskey has gone passed away right so now you're you're drinking something that somebody made that that are is not here now to experience it right yeah. You yeah. know, and to me, like, that's just a, a mind-blowing appreciation of, wow, like, okay, this guy will never taste the, the fruits of his labor. Right. Yeah. In, 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 with whiskey, uh, Whiskey Acres. Yeah. It's to see that out of DeKalb, Illinois, this whole process is done on one farm. Yep. From the water to the corn to the whiskey to bottling. Yeah. It's all done right there. Shout out to like, Nick Nagley. Yeah. And it's like going, wow, I can really appreciate this. And I think it takes us back as a culture, as a hobby going, we recognize what is done by hand or has a passion for it. Nick mm -hmm. and his guys and the, and, the, and the girls out there have a passion for that whiskey. Yeah. And it's like going, you're putting your time and effort into it. To the people down in... in, in Ecuador or Honduras or Dominican Republic or Esteli, they have a passion for making cigars, and it's like when we get to we get to enjoy it, and yeah. they're sitting there hand rolling them, and you're like, holy cow, that's yeah. unbelievable! It's not yeah. machine, it's hand rolled. It's it's uh it's definitely a a pride, you know, uh everybody at Whiskey Acres, from the from Nick, yeah, to and and Nick is not only a co-owner but he's a dude in the tractor like. Yep. harvesting the grain he's the dude distilling it and to megan who was our our tour guide yeah. and was our bartender and and everybody was proud of that product yeah oh you like that try this try this try this you're gonna like it blah blah, yeah. blah. and it, it was just phenomenal experience and i think yeah same thing you know when i see terrence down in nicaragua yeah. and, and he's doing these youtube videos of people rolling cigars Everybody in that factory is like doing the Aganors of Flex, yeah. and they're all just happy to be there. They're proud to have a, a part in this. Yeah, yeah. And the the owners Saka, who's always going down to his farms. He's said he's said a couple times a month. He'll travel he, down. He's rolled in what Hoya uh, the Hoya de Nicaragua. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like going down there, and he's overseeing it. It's not like okay, I own the company and somebody else. Is, no, I'm going down there. I'm making yep. sure I'm tasting the cigars, and it's it's it, it's made me come to appreciate hard work mm -hmm. and dedication and determination to go, you know what? I'm not just an owner, but I'm invested in what's going out there. It's got my name on it. You know, Saka will tell you, hey, it's got my name on it. I'm not going to put shit out there. 
you know, I'm yeah. going to put out there what I like. And if it's well, that's, not that's ready, what he said. He was like, I smoke, I, I make cigars for me. Right. That's my flavor. That's my, that's what I like. Um, I'm going to do one more, uh, smoke of the glass. Okay. And this time I'm going to do it with the Habiki. Okay. And I'm going to do the cherry wood. Okay. I want to try the Toki without the, uh, the yeah, smoke. Yeah, yeah, so. check that out. Yeah, it is, uh, it's definitely a, you know, we, we kind of went around the, the tree a little bit, but yeah, it, it is something that I'm, I'm happy to have somebody here in the shed. You know, you would say normal folk. Normal folk, yes. Peasants. Peasants. <laughs> people who fly coach. Uh, to, to kind of talk about this, you know, yeah. and uh, enjoy this, the, the cigar. We're about halfway through the cigar. Oh. I know we're about an hour into the, the podcast now, but which is fine. We can go a, a little bit into extra innings. But um, I'm going to smoke my glass. I'm going to hit it with some Habiki. Um, the Toki without... The smoke, you're right. It's totally different. Straight it's up a, different, a, right? Absolutely different. And that's what I love about this freaking cocktail smoker. Because yeah. if even if you have a garbage whiskey, yeah, you know, throw some smoke in a glass. Yeah. Don't and... tell my wife I might be making an Amazon purchase shortly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> She's no, it's really funny. Uh, long, uh, quick story. I bought this kit for my wife. Um, it was part of, I, I build her a, a Christmas advent every year. Okay. And this was one of her advent gifts that I, I had like in this thing. And my sister in Pennsylvania sent me not an entire kit, but just another wood block. Okay. I'm like, this is, it's perfect yeah. because you could see how, like, if you're making multiple drinks, now you got to like smoke this and then put it over there and then mm -hmm. torch that. Now I have two of these wood things. I, I don't know where the other one is. I think yeah. it's in the house somewhere. <laughs> but um, it was perfect because I was able to now, we can both put the wood on, torch it at the yeah. same time, and make two drinks at once. Yeah. And yeah. that's the key, folks. If you have more than one, uh, get two of these little wood blocks. I'll, I'll put pictures on uh, you know, the, the website. Um, hand me the Habiki. And I'm going to do it with some cherry wood because I know what this this tastes like by itself, which is also really good. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. That, that, that was a real good one. Pop. Oh, Napoor, man. I love Nippur this. Napoor was nice. Yeah, it's, it's a, it catches everything. Um, Where do you smoke your cigars often? Do you have the you have you have the lounge, right? We built, you have, your, we, you have we, your little garage lounge. We did. We I'm built sure your wife is happy about she, it. It's a dual-purpose lounge. Okay. Um, we built it in... Um, and here's the wood if you want to do that, too. We built it this past year. In mm -hmm. December, we built it. Um, so it's a dual lounge. It's a cigar lounge, but in the morning, in the early, early mornings, <laughs> it's a uh, gym. We work out in it. Okay, so cool. It's, yeah, it's sort of, it's sort of dual-purpose. So You don't we, have that, like, that smoke surrounding when you're working out in the gym. Now you're sweating in the smoke. I have a... Um, air purifier. Okay, cool. So we'll run it while I'm smoking a cigar in the evening, and then we let it run all night. So by the time you get out there in the morning, you can't even smell the cigar. So it's mm. nice. So yeah, so it's it was. Uh, we pushed a car out into this into the driveway. Cars said, can sit outside. That's right. That's right. But no, it's it's um, especially it's, here in the Midwest, you need an indoor area. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, it's I give props to Teddy and the guys that can smoke in the fishing tents. They put but, to, yeah, yeah. I ugh, no. This is great. Uh, the the shed was I had. I don't have a lot of like shed items. I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a lawnmower and I have, but when I was like, hey, uh, hey, babe, uh, what do you think about me turning this shed into uh, somewhere I can smoke in the winter? And she was like, uh, like, okay. <laughs> she didn't know it was going to turn into this. Yes, yes. Now you know, and I got the, the the fan up there. You can see it underneath. And, oh, yeah. and, and when I turn a fan on, it sounds like we're sitting on a runway. <laughs> so I usually don't do that when we're recording. Like we did that during the blind smoke. Uh, I had my old table here, and it was five of us smoking. Oh, In the winter, it was uh, John, Teddy, Marty, me. Lucas? Uh, Lucas. Okay. It got kind of cloudy, so I turned yeah. a fan on. It's like, I'm like, all right, cool, yeah, it's good. But yeah, no, it, in the Midwest, you need, to, you know, I mean, especially like you said, as a hobby, if in the Midwest, you need to kind of have that that safe haven to go yeah. smoke. And I did it, I started in the garage, and she was like, the garage starts to smell, and I'm yeah. like, all right, cool, I'm moving to the shed. Yeah, yeah, no, it's... or I'll buy a fishing tent like Teddy, <laughs> and get a little propane heater. <sighs> that just looks cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean it's 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 nice. The garage the garage lounge works well and it's 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 done its job. So we survived a winter, although it was a mild winter here in the Midwest. I shoveled once just because I wanted to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was just because. Yeah. It was it was Which is really weird for Chicago. It was. I mean the, the snowblower purchase last year was like I <laughs> didn't even fire it up <laughs> once this year. Just go, like, re- just go return it. it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. get your money back. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, this is, uh, so get a chance. Uh, I'll give you the torch. Blow some uh, fire into that. Maybe maybe throw some new wood chips in there if you want. But the Habiki with the apple wood. Yeah. Wow. Uh, such a different, unique difference uh, with the, the, the flavor. Um, and while you do that, how often do you smoke? <laughs> Well, it's funny because <laughs> I just got the eye roll from the wife. <laughs> it, daily, daily, and it's funny because on I forget whose pod, what 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 show you were talking about. It might have been with Terrence. You were talking about guys that smoke four or five cigars in a day. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm like, I'm I'm that guy. I'm you know, um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll do one in the morning, you know, on the way to work, on the way to the part time job. Um, I'll do one, and then um, in the evening, we'll go out and turn something on to Amazon Prime or Netflix or something like that, and I'll sit there. And it's funny because it's gone down. I I probably am only smoking one cigar a night now, which is surprising, but it's I'm taking my time a lot more to enjoy that cigar and whatever I'm drinking it with. Yeah, so. and I feel like that too. With like when I'm when I'm hanging out at a herf or down in Tennessee, like you know, me and my my father in law, we'll we'll go you know round two, maybe even round three one night. Mm-hmm. I don't smoke every day, right? But when I do, or like tonight, like we'll you know we might enter into a round three depending yeah. on how everyone's feeling. But it is uh, it's definitely you want to take that, especially something like this. Like oh, I I'm not rushing through no. this. <laughs> um. At a herf, like when we were at John's house, like I probably had two or three. Right. But I got down to the label. I got, I took the label off and I'm like, I wasn't exactly down to a nub. I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. I, mean, I want something different now. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like at a bar. You're like, give me a different cocktail. I want to try something different. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And it's, 
again, maturity, there's a level of going, I'm going to smoke everything I can. And then obviously you get to the point of going, I'm going to smoke this one. And I think that's going to be it for the night. I yeah. think this is the only one I'm going to smoke. This is how I want to end the night. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So. All right. Yeah. Take that off. Throw some Habiki in there. Oh, that, that smoke is sitting at the bottom of the glass. You see that? Oh. And then when you pour it in there, the, the smoke will kind of disperse out. It's a, it's like a science experiment. Here it goes. So besides smoking cigars, what are your other hobbies? <sighs> um, I definitely enjoy fishing. Mm-hmm. Definitely get it out there. What and, type of uh, fishing? Trout. Okay. Yeah. Like to like to do some fly some fish. Fly fish. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm I'm too heavy handed. Yeah. I can't. I, I've tried it a couple times and I'm just I'm awful. My I'm... buddy Steve and I will trout fish and he is probably been trout fishing fly fishing for I think ten to twelve years and so he got me into this three years ago and he started to teach me and the hilarious thing is they talk about painting the ceiling with your fly rod. And I will shadow cast or false cast 15 times to get where I want to go as opposed to him who will get out there in two shots. And I'm like, okay, but I enjoy it. It's, yeah. uh, yep. you know, it's, it's fun. It's relaxing. Um, I haven't had the chance to do it while smoking a cigar, but you get out there on a river and start fly fishing and everything melts away. It's yep. just, um, and we've gone up to, to Michigan to the Asavo, and um, I had an experience. My dad passed away a couple of years ago, and so I was able to, to buy a, a fishing rod, and I got out there. There's a bald eagle flying overhead, and I nabbed my first trout on this rod, and I was just like, I'm glad there was nobody around because it was yeah. a spiritual moment. Yeah, It was like, this is absolutely perfect, and I couldn't have been happier. So that's that's one of the things I enjoy doing. Um We've got four dogs, so we spend a lot of time with my wife and the dogs, and we sort of just hang out and relax. And it's you know that's really about it. I, I enjoy I enjoy the Chai Town guys. I enjoy yeah. hanging out and talking and stuff like that. So that's really about it. Yeah, you know, you know, I I've done some cooking and some barbecuing and stuff like that. Heard something you know. about you and Rick Bayless. <laughs> you were doing some checking. <laughs> yeah, you know I, me. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, for a while there, I was real big into, um, Mexican cooking. Um, and I watched like pretty much like cigars. I devoured everything that Rick Bayless put out there. And, uh, through happenstance, I won a, uh, I won a, a contest and got a chance to meet him. And, uh, talk about being starstruck. He comes walking out of the kitchen and my mouth hits the ground and he walks up to the table and introduces himself. And I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And my wife goes, Oh, hell no. She goes, There is no freaking way you're not getting your picture with him. Hell yeah. And I'm like, oh, Okay. And so I said to him, and he goes, Yeah, come on. And took me to the back and I got my picture with him. So it was, it was pretty neat. I, I think he's a lot different than his brother. <laughs> a lot different than his brother. But is his brother the dude who does Skip? Oh. That's, yeah. I was yeah, wondering. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Which Rick, is also a fellow Cowboys fan. So I'm, yes, yeah, he's, yeah. yeah I, I'm a fan of Skip. But Rick is, um, talk about a guy, he reminds me of Sokka a little bit. 
he's all about his employees. He's all about the product he's putting out. And he's been really pushing for a lot of reform in restaurants. He actually pays, if I remember this correctly, he pays all of his staff a salary so they're not based on tips. So that way he doesn't, they don't have to worry about tips. And and it's pretty unique in that sense. But, yeah, he's through COVID and that whole thing, he was real big with making sure his employees were all taken care of and stuff like that. So, yeah. He's, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about the, what was that, the cherry wood? Uh, that on the, on the, the hibiki? Yeah. That's different. Changes it a yeah. bunch. And it's not as hot. No. It feels like it's yeah. It's, it it feels like it's mellowed out a little bit. So it's yeah. Mm. It's really well, folks. All good things should come to an end. Not the cigar. This cigar's got. We're about halfway. We're gonna finish this next to the fire, probably. Mm-hmm. Um. I believe this time is run out. The cigars. Eh, not down to a nub just yet, but no. I'm taking my fucking time. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Mike, thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. I appreciate me. you taking the time. It's been fun. Um, obviously, every time we hang out, it's fun. Absolutely. Uh, Friends of the Leaf, don't forget to check out our official sponsor, Black Starline Cigars, at blackstarline.shop. Use promo code CIGARSOCIAL15 for 15% off your entire order and and free shipping on all orders over 100 bucks. Go get your Warwitch and the El Milagro. The El Milagro Corojo is fucking phenomenal. It is. Yeah, it's a great smoke. I I'm a, I, I, I know that's like kind of like his like flagship, like that was what he started with, but when I got those, I got the Sun Grown Habano and I got the Corojo, the red label. That Corojo is just the jam. Yeah. Um, next episode, I'll be joined with my new friends at Damo Barbecue, which is a local barbecue joint. We're going to uh, smoke meat. Smoke wow. cigars and probably smoke more whiskey. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna do some pairings. It's gonna be fun and funky, and uh, the, you gotta you gotta wait and check it out. They also have every Friday night if you wanted to check out Damo Barbecue. They're in they're in Batavia, so look them up. And they're also uh, every so often they're at Sturdy Shelter Brewing. Um, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here at the Cigar Social Podcast. Take care, everybody.